Hi, you guys. Welcome back to episode two of 2021, the second season for a Simple Homesteading Life podcast. I have a very special guest with me today, and it's my husband, Justin. Um, Justin's a pretty candid person, and I've asked him to just kind of like give the, the short summary of it all. But what we want to talk to you about is homesteading with your spouse or a partner or whatever you have going on, family members, whatever it is. And actually, it can be quite difficult, especially when one individual has more goals than the other does. But you have to remember, Justin does work full time outside of the house. And what he does participate in is a lot more than what most would. For example, he does close up the um, barns every single night. And then on top of that, on the weekend, he does quite a bit of work around the property with me as well, too. Things that I really, truly can't do, like, you know, he drops trees for us. He's clearing land for us. He's building structures for us. And it, it's a lot. It's a lot. But let's get started. And I'm going to talk to you real quick about how we got started homesteading. Hang on tight. So let me let you introduce you to my husband, Justin, real quick. Hello. Okay. So Justin and I have been homesteading on this property for um, the past seven years, seven years. And it has been an ongoing adventure because this property is, was never a homestead or a farm. It was a single family home on two acres. And my vision was, oh, I'm going to have a little garden. What, what was your, what was your vision? I know what it was. So I'm excited to see what he has to say. What was your vision for this place? I just wanted space away from people. <laughs> yeah. He, we left the suburbs and he didn't want to be near people. So he thought he was going to buy this, this piece of land in the coastal side of Washington state and just not have neighbors and just live here with nothing. Right. Is that what it was? I was fine with, uh, what was it? We said seven chickens to start out. Fifteen? Yeah, well, that's what you brought home was fifteen. Seven the first day, eight the next day. Chicken math, chicken math. And then uh, and then the garden. There was only three raised beds I asked for that first year. Right? Yeah. The garden is now what half of our what used to be our lawn. Yeah, so the garden has expanded, the chicken flock has expanded, and over the years, I kind of got zealous in, in adding more livestock. Um, we added goats next, yeah. well, then from there we added, what was it, ducks and other poultry, the guinea fowls and stuff like that, and then we got into geese and the muscovies, after that, uh, quail. Rabbits and quail, yes. Yeah, rabbits and quail, and so the, the adventure has never really stopped on it, but the demand for what needs to be done is stronger than ever. So we've been here and over that course of time, you want to tell them what structures we've built over that course of time? Uh, well, I mean, basically glorified sheds here and there. We've got uh, one that used to house the rabbits and the quail, but has now been converted to um, a, a place for the goats. And then another one that we moved the rabbits into, which is quite a bit larger and uh, is still in process of being completed. So, and we have a, a wood box that can hold up to 10 cords, and a shed that can hold up to 10 cords. And we also have the front porch one. So over the years, we've added structures. He says glorified sheds. I love how he says that. So anyways, the glorified sheds, what he means is because they were once carports that we converted into um, a structure of a barn, like where the goats are now, it's been completely enclosed with the Dutch doors and um, a new uh, door will go into the back of it and whatnot. Uh, and the rabbit barn is the other half of the, um, the RV 
shed basically with the metal roof, the structured framing and everything, metal framing and everything like that. So we had a, uh, a garden shed that was actually there and um, it had, was just a garden shed. So we converted that into a very nice size chicken coop. Um, we've added you know, the feed shed and stuff like that, which is a Rubbermaid container. So as my husband says, sheds, but in truth, they're very functioning and you do what you do in that moment of time to house what you need and what you're going to go forth with. And that's, see, that's where Justin and I disagree. This is where homesteading can be a little, a little iffy in regards to what one partner to the other partner thinks of. Justin is a carpenter by trade. Okay. And let me just put that out there. And a carpenter by trade hates to build anything that is not of supreme lumber and with a plan, with an organizational aspect of it, and concrete flooring on it, and things like that. Do, would you agree to that? Yeah, I, I do have a hard time just uh, throwing things together with with what we have. But I mean, the cost of doing things the way I would want to do them is isn't really feasible for for how we live. So. And I, on the other hand, would sit there and scavenge anything that I possibly can, find it on Craigslist, take it from the dump, find it on the side of the road, bring it home and say, this is what we can do with this. This is living frugally. This is living to the point of minimizing our footprints. And this is what we can build in this moment in time. I do not have a problem with recycled materials, you know, but I can understand Justin's point of it because he is a carpenter and he has this mindset of build to last forever. And sometimes I'm like, it didn't work, so we'll just do it again. And I think that's hard for him. I think that that is just something that he, um, in seven years, has never really embraced from me. So, um, but so, I still do it. But he still does it. <laughs> he still does it. He complains, and we've had some. We finally we've had some knockout, drawn out fights over it. But in truth, at the end, I will tell you that my husband does step back at the final and looks at it and probably 75% of the time has said, eh, it actually does look good after all. Yeah, maybe 50% of the time. But okay. <laughs> like, oh, for example, the pallet fence that surrounds my garden. He did not want to do that. No, I didn't. But how does it look? It looks okay. Yeah. How do, how do my little, um, what do you call those things where the kiwi is? Pergola. The pergola. How does that look? I didn't actually have a problem with the pergola. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll pause on that one. <laughs> so obviously, in the time that we lived here, Justin's goal was just to live quietly, not have the prying eyes and ears of the neighbors. And we really worked hard on um, transforming the property into something really quite sustainable and it's really weird as the years go by it it has grown it's grown quite a bit um this year we're actually talking about adding pigs um not for year-round use but for feeder pigs basically in and out uh we're partnering with a neighbor with that we just realized we do have the coyotes have come back um you know it, when you think about that you know in in those time frame of just knowing what we wanted to do did you really stop and think that we would one day be adding feeder pigs milking goats and rabbits for meat and and as justin says he hates it when i run the meat chickens on the front yard grass because it's luscious and delicious for them he hates that but um did you think at that point that we were going to be doing something like this i 
kind of saw it after uh, the 15 ch chickens turned into 50 chickens. And beyond that, I, I wasn't surprised, to put it that way. But it does surprise you. I still go, surprise, we brought this onto the property. No, nothing surprises <laughs> me anymore. Okay, that's good to know. Because <laughs> guess what? Surprise! Just joking. <laughs> okay, the second thing I wanted to talk about real quick is... What do you think the most difficult aspect of living the life we live really is? It's like having two full-time jobs, really. Um, you know, I, I work 40 plus hours a week doing my construction and then to come home and, you know, typically work uh, every weekend and most evenings. It's That's probably the most difficult thing. And that's the trend that we're seeing with the homesteading community right now is, is that most people will say that they can't homestead because they're both working or whatever the case is. And, you know, I, I know that Justin works a lot and he does do a lot on the weekends, but I really want you to stop and think about the exhaustion of it all just to be able to achieve a goal, to be able to live sustainably, independently and free from a corrupt food source and someone telling you what to do with your property. You know, regardless of wherever you live, you can homestead. You just have to do it within the guidelines and the rules. And some of the rules are stupid and they suck. However, you know, Justin does it. There are days that he's cranky, you know, he's tired and he doesn't want to do it. And that's totally fine. And I get it. But it's a movement that we have to keep moving forward with. Because as I say, there's only so much time in a day to you can learn the skill that you need in to order to be independent. Um, you know, for him... He, he goes out there every single night. He puts the animals away. He feeds the rabbits. And, you know, and then on the weekend, we have the dump run. We've got projects, a deck to put in, right? Roof to clean. <laughs> Roof to clean, gutters to Fence, clean. Fences to build. Oh, yeah. Fences. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're getting ready to fence in uh, a section of the lower lot for the goats to move and clear another section. And, you know, it costs money. So, you know, even though Justin works outside of the home, I work in the home and I'm lucky to be able to work on my brand. However, you know, it, it is one of those things that as Justin's putting with the animals, I'm usually still working. So we've learned to, to balance it with a trade off of just knowing that. And I tell him this all the time, you know, you, you have to, you, you have to sow what you reap almost in a sense. So on the days that he's grumpy and tired, I kind of just, I'm always like, you know, it takes work to eat that chicken that we just raised. It takes work to eat those eggs. It takes work to be able to grow in the garden and it takes work to do it all. Um, you know, it's work. It is work, but there's an end goal, right? There's an end goal to have him retire at 55 and then for us to move and find our forever property. But we'll talk about that one in a minute. So, so basically you're just tired. <laughs> <laughs> you're just tired that's pretty, what it boils down to pretty much always yes and that is normal that is normal when you have a spouse that, re that you rely on to help you out with the property to be that way now i do know let me let me say this real quick i do know individuals that actually only one partner homesteads full-time and the other partner works and there's no exchange of partnerships well that's not our marriage <laughs> our marriage is there's an exchange of partnerships in there um, but I do have a couple of friends that actually homestead, I would say probably 98% of the time independently. And the rest of it is done, you know, 
the, their spouse that works full time may help on occasion and whatnot. And there's nothing wrong with that. Our marriage is a little different. And um, I do, do truly expect and enjoy Justin and appreciate Justin's help on the property. So keep that in mind. This next question is going to be a little candid on this one. What do you think the most challenging be nice with your answer. What do you think is the most challenging aspect of homesteading with an individual who has like all these thoughts and drive to want more? <laughs> you're, you're talking about some individual or yourself? <laughs> myself, myself. Okay, myself. So what what do you think the most challenging aspect is because I, I i i won't lie i throw at him every weekend we need you a b c d e f g and we have to get it done today and he's like no i mean i'll flat out tell you he will tell me no <laughs> that's not gonna happen and you know we will get into an argument about it and we'll i'll say this is the reason why it needs to happen and sometimes he's on board and sometimes he's not but for for you and and this is, uh, um, you know, and I want to say this because, again, homesteading is really about two people. And, you know, whether or not your spouse participates in it with you or not, you need to have them on board with your goals, right? I mean, Justin may not want to do it, but I think he's, do you see an end goal? Do you see, do you see the end goal for what I'm trying to achieve in, in a project or or a task on hand? Do you think I build structures just to build them and keep them vacant? Or do you <laughs> <laughs> or do you think I expand the garden because I know we could put more in there? Okay. You, <laughs> I, well, you say, do I build these things or expand these things? But I'm the one that actually builds them and expands them. <laughs> yes, and I design them. <laughs> yeah, well, you throw out a bunch of words and thoughts and then... <laughs> I try to put it together, and then when it doesn't work, um, I end up tearing it apart and doing it again. Right, frequently. absolutely. And I mean, to answer your question, that is one of the most challenging things: is just biting my tongue, <laughs> which I don't do very well. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he speaks his mind quite well. Um, Justin isn't a man of many words, but when it comes down to, you didn't say this to me, and I say you didn't listen to me, so it, it's a it's a you know what I mean? It's not, we, we fight, especially when it comes to construction. Oh my gosh. I think that's our biggest. If, I'm, I think our biggest fights have been over our visions of how things should be built. Right. And remember, Justin's a carpenter. So if you don't lay it out for him, especially with new material, it's, it's, it's like, I'm like, here, take this. And he goes, it's too short. No, no, no. It'll work. All you got to do is frame it this way. And this is how it's going to be done. So, um, so that that's the most challenging you think is construction. Doing but, construction with me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's definitely been our biggest blowups. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, we we always have different visions of of uh, other things as far as uh, the amount of animals or how big the garden needs to be. Or yeah. <laughs> things like that, but I can usually adapt to that. But then you're you're uh, yeah you're kind of invading on my thing when you don't like the way I've built, well, I've built something. Oh my gosh, I never thought about it like that. Wow, that's an awakening. I'm invading on your thing when I, because of the construction. Yeah, construction's my thing. Yeah. Okay, no, I get it I, now. I don't, I, don't, oh. I don't tell you how to grow your tomatoes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. You don't tell me. So, you know, and that's the thing, that's the, that's the thing about Justin is if I sit there and I'm in the garden, I'm like, I need to get 
this or this or like we have three new beds we've got to reconstruct because they're our original beds and we do everything in raised beds for twofold is our we have land erosion here on the mountainside quite heavily um we have underground springs uh the the uh, rock material in our soil i mean it would take us years to be able to get through the rock and sift through it but then by the time we did that our land would have eroded and the garden would be of no more again so we choose to do everything in raised beds and our original three raised beds need to be redone this year. So when I went to him, I was like, okay, this, these three beds need to be redone before the spring garden goes in. All he said was, okay, what do you want? And I told him, and now he's like, I got it. And so I, it's one of those things, but a structure, oh my gosh, a structure, I mean, we could be knocked down, <laughs> throwing things. And I'm like, just stop. And he's like, well, I'm not doing it anymore then. And, and then we, it, it's at a standstill for like maybe a day or two at that point or a week sometimes before we move on with that project again. Um, it's difficult. I am a very like, you know, the one thing that Justin will say about me is if I don't want it that way. I don't want it that way. And she's demanding. I, <laughs> I, I like things the way that I'm going to do them. That's, that is true. Thanks that by the way well no it's not necessarily a bad <laughs> thing to be demanding uh, you have high expectations so let me put it that oh way. that's, and that's nice. a good yeah. thing okay that's good that's good okay so so with that said so basically construction is our downfall huh <laughs> it's our downfall because yeah. it is true when it comes to the livestock and bringing on the livestock or the garden or the preserving or anything like that it's never really a topic you know what i mean dropping trees is a topic Dropping trees is a topic for us because it is extensive work and he has to have someone here with him, or I prefer him always to have someone here with him when he's doing it. Um, but this is the year for dropping trees for us too. We've got to create berms yeah. for the, the mountainside that the goats are actually chewing down. We've got to create a berm, you know, on the other side of the property as well too. So, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things. I have this vision. Let me, let me tell you what my vision is. Hold on one second here. Tell us. <laughs> So it's hard for an individual that's here 24 seven and I am here all the time. I work from home. I'm here with the kids. I'm here on the property all the time. I do leave, you know, a couple of times out of the week to go run errands and whatnot. And Justin is here, you know, gone 40 to 50 hours a week, depending on the week and what's going on at work. And so my vision isn't something he sees because it's not something he thinks about on a regular basis. That's true. And I don't think about the fact that you are here all the time and you're <laughs> constantly thinking about what needs to happen <laughs> like i can look at a tree and go i need that tree dropped and he's like but why why do we have to drop that tree and then it's like i've already thought about why and then to me it's like okay now i have to explain to him why and convince him why it's because in july and three o'clock in the afternoon the tomatoes need sun and that tree right there <laughs> is the one that's blocking it <laughs> oh my god yes absolutely See, I've learned. <laughs> okay. So, oh my God, I can't stop laughing about that. That's a good point, babe. Um, okay. So, and, and it's hard, right? It is hard to, to really do that. So my vision is based on being here all the time, being here all the time, walking the property. I, you know, my friend Amy's like, what takes you so long out there on the property? Because I walk the property. If it is not raining here during the winter months, I walk our property. I stop and look from the top of the highest point that our property runs to the lowest point and go, 
oh my gosh, I want to reclaim that area of land that the blackberries took. I want to run my chickens here. I want to run, you know, this goat herd there. I want to incorporate, you know, new kids for a milk line for cheese and to make soaps and things like that. I want, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. But anyways, the point of it is, is that, you know, when you are here full time, you do tend to have a different vision than your partner or your spouse that's here, you know, during the nighttime hour, basically, you know, he doesn't see what I see on a regular basis. And I think that with a marriage, I think that's important to understand and explain to the partner who is not here all the time, why there's like an amplitude of chores that need to be done and and tasks on hand and honestly with justin if i give him advance notice of what needs to be done like a month's clip shot of something he does his best to work through that list but you know there's some things that just don't get done and i have to pick and choose my battles and i've realized that and sometimes my battles are still pretty big but sometimes i wish he would put his phone down too (laughs) There's because, people on the internet that are wrong and they need to know it. So anyways, <laughs> that if he put his phone down, the tour list will be done probably in half the month's time frame. I've gotten better about it because I just listen to podcasts all the time. Oh, so. yes. Now he's gotten really good. Now he switched <laughs> to podcasts that he listens to all the time. So I'm really, really appreciative of that. Especially this one. Okay, my yeah. favorite. Oh, thanks, babe. <laughs> anyways. Okay. So the most challenging aspect, I think, for our marriage our marriage, and I can't talk about yours, is is that being here all the time and seeing the ultimate vision and the things that need to be done is different than Justin, who comes home at night and doesn't see it throughout the day, you know, and only sees it in two days, quick clip, and then all of a sudden I'm loading him with chores, huh? Yeah, basically. All right, let's go on to our last, last question here. I hope he's talked enough for you. <laughs> you don't feel like I have? I think, well, Justin is a man of very few words. Uh, so I, I feel think... like I've talked more than, now than I have in the last probably five days. Oh, that's probably true. <laughs> so what we want to do with this new homestead isn't necessarily much different than what we're doing now. It is going to be the two of us. You know, we'll have kids come home. Giovanni and Lola will come home from college and things like that. Um, Miley will forever stay here. My son Taylor will be moving to his forever once he finishes the Fireman Academy. And uh, Jared and Mackenzie will be here. We don't know where Joshua and Jacob will end up. Um, But uh, the point of it is, is that for us, we know that it will basically be the two of us. So, you know, Justin has, you know, decided that you wanted to, you want to tell him what you want to incorporate onto the property? Um, An area to ride motorcycles and shoot guns. And what kind of livestock would you like to (laughs) add onto the property? Oh, right, right, right. Well, I want cattle for beef. Not a big herd, just no, a, no, no. a small herd. Just enough to keep us supplied and, and maybe sell, sell, sell a little yeah. bit to recuperate some costs. But I mean, that's my main thing. I, I would like some cows. I would like uh, horses. I grew up riding horses, you know, in in uh, Texas. And um, I think uh, probably the pigs would be more realistic after we move. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think so. He won't say that when he has his first cut of bacon from our own pigs. 
Um, so, so basically, horses and cattle were a surprise to me when Justin said that he wanted to incorporate those animals. Like, I was like, really? You were saying you want more livestock when you were feeling challenged with the ones that we have? But after I'm retired it, and this becomes my only full-time job, it would right. be a lot easier. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point to say it like that. Um, I, outside of what we already raised, the geese, the ducks, um, the chickens, um, we'll always have guineas because they're just the best alarm system ever. And, um, I have to make a decision for myself as to whether or not I want to incorporate a dairy cow or continue with, um, dairy goats. I have not quite made that decision yet. Um, so that'll be something that I will decide closer to when we are ready to sell because that'll depend on the barn size and whatnot as well, too. And, um, my new livestock animal is sheep. Like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. sheep, sheep is it for me. And I not necessarily work the fiber like my friends do, but because I think sheep as a source of a uh, meat source is really necessary. It's, and then to be able meat. Yeah, but then, then to be able to sell off the um, fiber as they're sheared, you know, it's just two folds in something, in, in two folds in what I'll be able to get out from it. Um, sheep is is definitely a necessity for me. So we have actually, we'll be transitioning into a full-fledged farm, not a selling material kind of farm, but just a farm that's going to be sustainable for us as it was for our forefathers before us. Um, the garden will always still be there, of course, and preserving will always be there. But then it'll be such on a small scale for us because it's just us. It's just us. us. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, we will only need one freezer instead of three. <laughs> yes, that is true. That will be. Well, I don't know. We'll always have a lot of meat. <laughs> uh, but anyways, um, so so you know there are end goals. There are things that we want to do, and we want to get there. Um, but the the point of this whole podcast was is that. There are difficulties in a marriage. There's no perfect marriage. There is going to be arguments about structures and livestock and, and whatnot. And I think it's key that you have to find your working groove for that. Okay. So that was a quick intro for my darling husband, Justin. And he has actually said that he would like to do a little bit more podcasts with me because he wants me to continue doing them. He finds it entertaining for me, <laughs> but, um, you know, will he be here every single episode? Probably not. I'd like to have him on at least twice a month, you know, recapping of what's happening on the property or, or just to give you guys some tips and tricks about working with your spouse. Because like I said, we, we've had some drawn out, nasty arguments and fights about things. And, you know, but the, the, fact of the matter is, is that I do rely on Justin to homestead with me and I do rely on him to help me out in doing things. I mean, is it necessarily everything that can be done and achievable immediately? No. And I have to remind myself that of, you know, all the time. Um, he's a very patient man until I push him too far. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> she does push. <laughs> but what I'm trying to show in this podcast is to find your happy medium with your working partner and your husband or your wife. And to just say that things do get done, not necessarily the time that you really want them to be done, but you should always remember that it's a list of things to do. And if you provide a list for your spouse for that month that needs to be done, it does make it easier for them to see the big picture that you get to see being on the property all the time. And if both of you guys work, you need to really figure out a routine that's going to work for you guys on what you can accomplish and what can get done in a timely manner for yourselves. Um, 
you know, this was quite entertaining for a lot of you guys, because I think this is the first time you guys have actually got to hear Justin. But I, you know, I want you to know that he is an active partner for me. He has always been a silent partner. You know, at some points he edits my work. At some points he's digging trenches for me. At some points he's constructing or, or helping me harvest the garden in that moment in time. He does help me cook on the days that I need to finish up a project. He cooks dinner and willingly does so. Um, find that one individual. And if you have him, be fair in what you need to accomplish. But that's it. That's all we have. Anything else you want to add? Thanks for having me. Oh, I really enjoyed it. Really? We started off bickering about what <laughs> we were going to do. <laughs> so that's why I'm a little shocked that he's like, he enjoyed it. I think this will be a nice icebreaker for him. So he didn't know what he was going um, to get into when he came on here because I can be demanding. And I told him he had to be very well behaved. Yes, um, I just did, didn't know if I could hold my tongue. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I I love my wife and i enjoy this life with her oh you're the best man i did not pay him to say that by the way he did say that willingly on his own <laughs> all right you guys that's all we have and when you when justin does come on it is going to be more of a marital how to work with your partner i mean there are failures in our marriage not major failures but communication errors that we have <clears throat> that we both are working on hiccups hiccups, hiccups in our marriage that we are both working on to um to better it because in truth it is going to be the only the two of us here shortly and um in order to make a property run with just two people the way that we do we have to be able to communicate and we understand that with each other um so anybody got any good properties out there that we should look at or states or locations um you can email me or leave a comment on this podcast do whatever you need to do okay guys i'll talk to you next week bye bye <laughs>